Billings, welcome back to another edition of the Billings Beat. Once again, I'm Neil Beyer, your host, local realtor, and founder of Leffis Real Estate Group. Today, I'm here at Bar Montana with community leader, entrepreneur, and marketing guru, Leif Wellhaven. Leif, I'm so thrilled to be here to speak with you. Among other things, you run a marketing business and are vice president of the Region 2 Exchange Club. Can you begin by briefly introducing your business and the work you do in the community? Oh, you bet, absolutely. Well, thanks again for, for having me. Absolutely. And it's thanks to pleasure. Bar MT for, for hosting us and letting us uh, invade their space today. But, but no, I've, I've, uh, I always tell people I'm kind of an OG in the fact that I've uh, born and raised here. Been here 50-ish years, heavy on the ish. And uh, so I grew up here and my family's still here, raised my kids here, uh, those kinds of things. But I have a marketing and motivation business, that's what I call it. Simple M&M, marketing and motivation. So on the marketing side, we do everything from websites to social media to search engine optimization, those types of things. And then on the, on the motivation side, I do a lot of public speaking, coaching, team building, anything to kind of get people fired up and ready to take on go. life. Take on the world. Yeah, amen. Can you talk a little bit more about the Exchange Club, what it is, you bet. how you got you started bet. in the Absolutely, no, I appreciate you asking. I've been a part of the Exchange Club now for like 22 years, mm -hmm. a long time. And uh, I first got involved just because it was business people exchanging ideas, kind of ne just networking, really. Right, right. Um, but as, as you know, like well over 100 years ago, 110 years to be exact, they came together to exchange ideas. And what they quickly realized is that they had a passion to serve and give back to their community. That was kind of the common denominator, right. so to speak. And so they started this exchange club and uh, really worked hard over the years uh, back then to serve kids, community veterans and the prevention of child abuse and that is what we still do today so i always tell people especially the, the members of exchange that we have a a solid foundation it's a cornerstone people can you know rest you know solid on that knowing that what we do is timeless right. and that we give back to the community just like they did back then it might look a little bit different right. now 110 years later but that was really what kind of drew me to it was to meet some people but more importantly you know, give back to the community that's given so much to me right. over the last 50-ish years, right. so yeah. Absolutely, and if someone like myself want to get involved in the Exchange Club, how mm -hmm. can we go about doing that? Yeah, they can find us online. Facebook's probably the quickest and easiest uh, place to find us uh, online, of course, or we have our websites, but if you just search Exchange Club here in Billings, you'll, you'll find us, and we have five clubs. Mm -hmm. uh, we have one on the West End that you've been to. We have one in the Heights. We have one that meets downtown, one that meets at the, out at the Metra, and then we have one that meets in Laurel. And they just meet at different times. Sometimes it's lunch, sometimes it's dinner, sometimes it's breakfast, it really just depends. Uh, but they all work hard to serve a lot of the local organizations that we all know and love. Uh, just to name a few would be things like, you know, YWCA, Boys and Girls Ranch, Boys and Girls Clubs, uh, Big Brothers, Big Sisters, Tumbleweed, the Food Bank, Family Service, you know, the list this goes, goes on, on and on. On and on, yeah. Um, so, for example, let's say I want to visit the West End uh, chapter. I can just go there and visit, see if Yep, or they can just reach out to me and I can connect you up with, the, with all the right people here in town. Uh, but they're all very welcoming and they do a lot of fun things. They do a lot of, uh, you know, sometimes they do a lot of family social. Sometimes they'll might meet at a brewery like this and have a beer. Uh, but really the, they're the crux and what they really focus on is the projects and the community. It might be... You know, I always talk about this, taking uh, little kids at Christmas, maybe, right, who right, don't right. have a whole lot, and kind of getting them set with uh, coats, hats, gloves, those kinds of things. Uh, it could be volunteering at the local 5K race. You know, like this weekend, we've got the, the Heart and Soul Run, which is uh, always a Father's Day tradition. You'll find exchange uh, members there helping at the water station or cleaning up or, or whatever. Um, and then we're just doing all kinds of different things for veterans. 
uh, helping them find affordable, sustainable housing, uh, those kinds of projects. You know, just gosh, the whole Amazing. gamut. Whole so gamut. many great things. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Why did you start LW Consulting and how long have you been doing it? Yeah, no, great question. I, I get that from time to time. Uh, I've only been doing it really probably about, I think this is my third year. Okay. Uh, so in the big scheme of things, not, not all that long. But uh, I started it because really I've been providing these kinds of services that we provide. I was doing that for different companies and organizations over the course of my, my work career. And then finally I just was like, gosh, I should just do this for myself. And the only way that I can be successful is to make other, help other businesses become successful. So I like that kind of motivation. It's right. very clean. It's, a, it's got a good uh, motivation to it. And I, and I feel good about that. Uh, so that's like I said, the only way I can be successful is to help them reach their dreams, goals, and visions as a company or, or an organization. And so that's really why I started it. And uh, I'd always wanted to be an entrepreneur, but I never really grew up around entrepreneurs. I didn't have that type of training. I, was, I always tell people I was a good employee. I really was. <laughs> and, uh, and I enjoyed that. I enjoyed the structure of being in a company. Uh, but it was just time to kind of go out on my own, so to speak. Are you enjoying so, it? You know, I really am. I wish I would have done it a long time ago. The, uh, the challenge, I always tell people, is that the good news is it's up to you. The bad news is it's yeah. all up to you. Right. You know, So you got to figure it out. And, of course, you're responsible for your own retirement, your own you know, pension, if you will, your own insurance and things like that. So that can be obviously a little bit daunting in today's world. But the important thing is you get control of your own time, yeah. your own schedule. Right. The flexibility right. part, which I know for you is important. Right. You've got a family and things like that. So. And I think for both of us, maybe control. Oh, just a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit, yeah. yeah. Now, I think you work a lot with new businesses, right? I do. I've been really lucky that way. I, I, for some reason, I do attract a lot of new businesses that are kind of trying to get kick-started and launched and off on the right track. And so I help, help businesses with writing business plans, helping them get financing, helping them with the marketing piece, helping them, you know, kind of coaching and consulting them through the, the process. Because a lot of people are like, are like us. They have these ideas. Right, 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 right but they may not know how to right. execute it and bring right, it to market, right, right, right. Um, so to speak. So yeah, yeah, it is interesting. I do get a lot of, of new businesses and I'm always uh, thrilled when, when an existing business that I feel is already successful reaches out and they kind of want to take their business from here to the kind of the next level, I would yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. And so I love being a part of that too. So if I am a new business or an existing business and we want to talk to you and, and learn more about what services yeah. you offer, yeah. how can we go about doing that? Yeah, they can find, find me on Facebook. I'm all over there, of course. And then uh, online, it's lwconsultingmt.com. And then you'll see on there, you know, kind of my list of things that I've done uh, just so people can see if I kind of match up with right, them, right. Uh, with their goals and things like that. And then it also shows other companies that I work with, a lot of the nonprofits that I've worked with in the past. And so it just really, I think is helpful for them. And then they can kind of see where, what they, what kind of services they might like. But I always like to visit with them, just like you probably do. We sit down and do a discovery session, right, 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 right. visit about what, what it is that their goals are for their business. And then I really just try to find solutions that I feel like could be important for them. And, and, uh, and so I have a team of people. Uh, they're not employees, they're all contracts, subcontractors. And so I've got graphic designers and social media uh, gals and I've got a couple of folks that do content writing uh, and then I've got a, a virtual assistant, thank God, uh, <laughs> that handles the, the billing and the invoicing and things like that. So very fortunate. I wasn't sure what would happen with the pandemic. I really thought that I would lose some clients, but in fact, it just went the other way. And so I feel so, so blessed and happy. So, What goals do you have for the next year, coming years in the future? Yeah, yeah, no, it's a great question. Uh, I think the biggest goal for me is I want to keep solidifying what we have as far as our business goes, 
keep helping those businesses grow. But I really like to kind of not shift, but I would just kind of like to expand uh, some of the services. I want to be able to do more, I would call, you know, executive coaching and really leading the business owner through the, you know, the pitfalls and through the little the landmines and things like that and really help them grow as people, grow as a company. And sometimes they have it all inside of them. It's just right. so, another set of eyes, another set of ears to kind of look at their business with a different perspective. Right. And so I always, you know, I always try to tell a business owner that they look at th- their business through the eyes of the ownership. Right. I look at their business through the eyes of the consumer. Right. And really together we need to find a way because sometimes those messages are different. Right. And so I try to make those kind of come together so that they're putting out the right type of messaging and crafting the message and the advertising and the promotion that not only I think you know makes the ownership happy and the leadership happy, but also in a way that we craft the message in a way that the consumers can digest it and engage in it. So uh, that part's important, I think. If you were to give one suggestion or idea or, or, or uh, to a new business owner, sure. you know, in terms of marketing and how to market yourself and how to brand yourself, what would that be? Well, that's a good question. I like that one. I always tell them that we need to humanize their business. So. A typical business, whether they're selling tires or they're selling uh, a service or they're you know, selling beer or whatever it is that they're selling, uh, service they're providing, is they're always trying to just sell the business, right. sell the product, right. sell the widget, whatever it is. Right. And I think people, people get tired of being sold too. Right. And so you need to give them, give them information, like I said, that they can engage in and, and work with. And so I always say, you know, gosh, do what you're doing. Talk about the community. Talk about their involvement right. in the community. What are their passions? Not only of the owner, but maybe of the owner's family, maybe of the, the staff, right. you know, the team. What do they want to support? Right, right, right. And so I always say, you know, we're coming up on uh, Relay for Life, which is the first part of July, which is all about cancer, cancer research, cancer awareness, all those kinds of things. Celebrating cancer survivors, honoring those that have passed due to cancer. So I always say, if you are a supporter, uh, say as Bar MT, you're a supporter of Relay for Life and a supporter of, can- of cancer research, those kinds of things. When you put that out there, that you support that, it doesn't always have to be writing a big check. Right, right, it could right. just be raising awareness, uh, opening your place for fundraisers, whatever it is. But when you align yourself with, with cancer, cancer research, Relay for Life, there's already thousands of people in this town who are already aligned with that. Right, 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 right. Now all of a sudden those people are in alignment with you. Right. And so I love that. And I think a lot of companies just are kind of afraid to kind of put themselves out there. And so, which I get that. Um, but I think in today's world, uh, people expect a company, a business, an individual to have an opinion mm-hmm. and to express that. And so I think doing that I think is important. I think, I think even bringing in uh, the staff, I mean like doing a staff spotlight, talking, recognizing publicly uh, their service to your, you and your company and how much you appreciate that right, right. Uh, is always good. It's good for morale. Plus, the, the, the plus side is you start to bring in their family and their friends and they're, all of a sudden they become friends of family of the tire shop or of the bar or whatever right. it might be. And so that, that human piece of, I think is really crucial. So you still do the selling and education, getting people the, the information on the products and services, but you add in what your passions are, right. that community, bring in the employee piece. It just seems to, to me, it seems to make that social media piece Absolutely. really sing. So I couldn't agree more. Yeah. 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 So it's, it, uh, sometimes it's hard to get people to kind of buy off onto that, but once you do it consistently, it really makes a difference. Greatest challenges. Mm. Boy, so many. Uh, no, I would say the biggest challenge for, 
for me, probably personally, is just changing my mindset of being open. Uh, and when I say being open, being more vulnerable mm. uh, as an individual and as a business owner. I've, I grew up in a, in a uh, era where you didn't always show that emotion. You right. didn't always put yourself out there. Right. And it wasn't that I th- saw that if you really did put yourself out there in a way that was vulnerable, I never thought that that was like a sign of weakness. I just never, I was always a fairly private guy. And then I realized that I, it was okay to put, put myself out there and people appreciated that. Yeah. So, so for me, I struggle with different things like mental health. That's one thing that I'm always working on improving. And so there's nothing wrong with saying that. Right. There's nothing wrong with you know, wanting deeper connections with people. And uh, you know, I think I mentioned before, maybe you've talked about it, I've, I'm lucky enough to be able to speak at TEDx, which is gonna happen in uh, March. And uh, my topic is gonna be community and connection, which right, is perfect. Right, right, right. I know you're yeah, totally absolutely. in alignment with that. that. Absolutely. And so, so I'm excited about that. But part of that connection piece is you have to be, you have to be a friend first before you can get a friend back, right? right you have right, to right. be vulnerable. And so that's always been a, a challenge for me. So I have to always keep, kind of keep working through that. And I think talking about those things like mental health and, uh, you know, being vulnerable is therapeutic to the person that's oh, releasing that information, sure. but also all those other people that suffer with those issues right? yeah. and think they're alone or don't realize that so many other people so are good. suffering from those things. Yeah, every time I've said something out on social media or gone live or talked about it, I've always been the overwhelming response of, you know, that I've given people hope. And that wasn't really, I mean, sure, that's part of it. I want to be able to right. give people hope, but it really was just me being honest and upfront with people. But the, the response of, gosh, you know, my, my, my brother or my sisters struggle with that, or I've struggled with that, or, you know, I just it's really interesting. Yesterday, I got a call from a gal. She runs, she's like the head of the committee that's putting on what they call the out of the darkness walk, which is a, a to fight against suicide. Mm-hmm. And uh, so she had seen my stories of depression or isolation and mental health. And she's like, gosh, would you be willing to be the, the MC at our event and kind of tell your story and be willing to visit with people about it? I'm like, absolutely. So it's just kind of a karma thing again, where it all kind of lined up. And I was just, I was just obviously honored. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's important to kind of put yourself out there. And so I need to keep working on that. That's a challenge for me. Speaking of fears and challenges, I mean, public speaking tends to be, oh, for yeah. many people, the sure. biggest fear. You know, forget about it. I won't even go there. But <laughs> you do it quite it. often, right? I do. I mean, yes. Is that something that you're comfortable doing or does it take, uh, is it something that you had to overcome or was it just natural sure. for you? Uh, no, I think I've definitely have grown. I look back at, uh, you know, kind of how, I, how I've progressed through that piece of it. But the, the different jobs that I've had, I was, uh, ran a restaurant for 15 years. And then I was a district sales manager for Verizon for right. 15 years. So over those 30 years, I was always communicating with small groups, individuals, big groups. And so it really allowed me to kind of practice in right, a way, right, 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 right. just kind of work on that piece. And then of course with Exchange Club, you know, now like you said, as the region two vice president, I really get to speak all over the country to every, everything from, I would say five to 500 uh, people. And so that's allowed me to really kind of work on that craft and work on that communication mm-hmm. piece that's why I just I enjoy it I feel like God's given me you know at least a gift to influence and to communicate so I would be remiss if I didn't answer the call and then you right. know really let that spill out it would be it would be me being selfish right, 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 if right. I kept it in but I understand that it, it is terrifying for people and it's funny that you mention it because I have two two gentlemen now that have approached me to help them with their kind of their public speaking right uh, one gentleman is a uh, 
a tattoo artist and a, and, a, and a canvas artist. He's just an amazing talent. But he has this amazing story of redemption in his own life. And so he wants to be able to share that and share his art. And he's a good speaker. So we're working on kind of putting that all together, telling people his story from the art perspective and then the, the mental health perspective, all those things. So that was really, it's exciting. And then I was approached by another gentleman here in town. I believe you know him, uh, Shane from Kava Roots. Mm -hmm. So he has a, an amazing story of overcoming addiction and overcoming the different challenges and demons in his and life. very transparent about it. Very, very much. I, I'm so brave. And, and so he, he's like, gosh, Leif, would you help me with this public speaking? He goes, I want to keep doing what I'm doing, but I really want to be able to impact and influence other lives. And I think I can do it with my story. And I'm like, dude, let's, let's do it. So, so that's kind of exciting. What do you love about Billings? Boy, uh, that's a really good question too. You're, you got some great questions. I would say, uh, it, outside of the obvious, I love I love the outdoors. Of course, I like the everything from the rims to the rivers and everything in between. I love the history. I love I even love Montana Avenue. There's so much history right here in Billings. I have these books on Billings and history and all that kind of stuff. So I, I do enjoy that piece of it. I love the weather. I love the big sky. But really, I always tell people it's it's the people. Yeah. That's really what what has done it for for me, because obviously I've had opportunities like you to live in other places and be other places. And, and this is this is it for me is just because the people I think are so genuine, so down to earth. I always call them the salt, the salt of the earth people are here. And, and uh, so I think I told you this last time, but I born here, live here, probably gonna die here. Yeah. You know, and I don't mean to be morbid, but that's just because I, I love it, love the people. It just it fills me up. Any future in politics for you? <laughs> yeah, that's another great question. Um, put me on the spot, I like that. Uh, I've actually, I've considered it a lot. Uh, a lot of people have asked me to be on city council or run for county commissioner, or, you know, maybe the mayor position, um, which I would be honored to serve, be a public servant and, and to serve the public like that. That would be a huge honor. Uh, but I've got some other goals, I think, for, uh, for myself and for the exchange piece. Uh, maybe once I get through a few of those, I would, I would certainly consider it. But I know it's a huge commitment of time. And so I do, I admire those people for for stepping up and serving and putting their lives on hold or their business on hold right. or their families. And so it's a huge sacrifice. So I'm really always impressed by them, but, but certainly it's on, it's on my radar at some point. What is something most people don't know about you? I think I mentioned this before. I think it's really, I think it's pretty cool. Uh, when I look at the, my family, uh, just the ethnicity. Right. Okay. So obviously my name is Leif, which is a Norwegian name. My last name is very Norwegian. And uh, so I think if you were in, like I was mentioning, if my grandmother was here today, God rest her soul, she would actually say my name, Leif Velhaven, which is very, you know, very Norwegian, very Nord Nordic. And so, so a lot of people, when they hear that name, they're expecting a blonde, a blonde guy to kind of walk through the door, fair skin. And I'm the exact opposite. You know, I have dark hair, what, what, what hair I do have. And I, uh, you know, so I have darker skin and I'm a bigger a bigger guy is because my mother is Hawaiian. So she's from Hawaii. He's from Norway. They met here in Billings at Rocky Mountain College in the 60s. And so what's interesting is they wanted to get married. This is mid 60s. And uh, a lot of places, unfortunately, churches and things like that wouldn't, wouldn't, didn't want to marry them wow. because they thought, thought, saw it as a mixed marriage, right, like right. a black and white type, right. type of a situation. And so that's always been kind of a craw, I guess, in my, you know, in my craw is just some kind of the needle in there. And so I've always, that's always, there's always been some 
resentment, right. you know, to that piece of it. But but I also know that uh, that 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 was just the sign of the times, right. you know, back then. It is what it is, and so I don't I don't get too bent bent right. out of shape about it. But but uh, no, I think that's something interesting. I have I have I think I'm a great combination of both right. uh, Hawaiian and Norwegian, and so a lot of people just don't know that. And so there you go. What is your favorite quote? Great question. I love this one. So a lot of people, you know, reach out to me and they want, they kind of want my advice or they want my thoughts on, on a thing. They want to bounce ideas off me. They always, they always say, hey, Leif, I want to take you to coffee and pick your brain, and, and, uh, which is great. I'm always happy to probably share get that all the time. Happy to share the brain. I don't know if there's much left <laughs> in there, but there is some. But uh, I always tell people when it comes to communicating with people, whether it be a small group, an individual, uh, a large group, it could be it could be anything really is that I always say that people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care I like that people don't know how much you care until you know or they don't they don't care how much you know until they know how much you care and so I love talking about that because I think if you really do show people that you do care right. um, about whatever it is that's on their mind right. um, you're gonna get a lot further yeah. than just by you know kind of steamrolling and being a bull in a china closet which I, I can tend to be at times but uh, I always, I always want people to know I really do, I do care about what it is that they're doing, and and that goes back to that connections right, piece right, right, of right. trying to get deeper with even right. with my connection, trying to get deeper and and uh, take care of those friends. The relationships is so so key. Yeah. yeah, so key. Any parting words? Yeah, no, I I think um, I always try to wrap up with with these kind of thoughts. Is that if I said to you, because I know you have you have children, you have a family. If I said to you, Neil, what is what does the word inheritance mean to you? So I'll ask you, what does inheritance mean to you? Giving my family the tools and resources necessary to be successful in life and in the community and to leave uh, an impression, sure. you know, to touch people. Uh, you know, I don't think so much uh, it's about material things. It's about how many people did you impact in mm. your life. I love that. And being able to give them the knowledge, the character, the skills, the tools, mm, so you know, that good. to me so is, is what I want to yeah. impart on no, that. No, and I think, I think that's where when people often think of inheritance, they, they, they think a little bit of the opposite. They think it's, well, it's, it's money, it's property, it's, you know, it's what I leave in the will right. to the kids or whatever. And really what you, what you said is perfect. It's, I would say, that's what inheritance is. What I want to do and what you want to do is that when we want to leave a legacy. Right. And so legacy, like you said, is those tools, is that, that impact that we leave inside somebody. So I would say it, inheritance is what you leave for somebody. Right. And, and legacy is what you leave inside. Right. And that's, that's what I want to be, you know, hopefully somewhat known for that I, I at least left my mark on this world by putting some of what's here and here, you know, but more importantly, right, right here in, in, right. into people. Um, and hopefully that you know, lives on and they go on and, and do uh, amazing things. And you'll see that with your, your kids because your, your kids are little. They're younger. little. They're, they're little. little. Yeah, they're keeping me busy. How old are they? Oh, gosh. Um, my girl just turned one in May and my boy just turned three in April. Yeah, one and three. Wow. Yeah. And so mine are like 26 and 23. And so to see them you know, go and grow and achieve all these amazing things. And I, I sit there and think, gosh, I played, a, I played a role, probably a small one, but it was a role none, nonetheless. And, and then my goal all the time was just to empower them so they could go right. out and, and really be successful. And so I always say, my son is gonna, he'll make more money than I'll ever see. And, and my daughter, she's gonna be a doctor. And so she's gonna, she's gonna save all these types of people. And she's a research doctor, so she could be 
involved in the next pandemic. I have no idea, right? I probably won't even be here to see it, but I'll at least be able to go knowing that, that I left a legacy with those children and just like, just like you were in the process of doing it. So that's a, it's a very gratifying. And I think that legacy, I think what we're talking about, I think if you're able to do those things, you know, then that monetary success will follow. Right? Absolutely. If you, if you give, if you give and you contribute and you help and you support, um, so true. I, I think everything else comes after. And yeah, no, absolutely. This last year with the pandemic, I think was a prime example. Like I said, I thought my business would take a downturn, right. but instead it just skyrocketed and I just felt so fortunate and blessed. And I thought, gosh, I need to give put my money where my mouth is and I need to give back. And so not only monetarily, but I did this, uh, I did this 12 days of volunteering thing, you know, 12 days of Christmas. So over Christmas, I volunteered at 12 different organizations and I didn't do it to get a pat on the back. I did it just to fill my own cup up and help, mm -hmm. help other people. And I was amazed at volunteering at the different organizations, how much need there was. I mean, they were Tremendous. all trying to feed people and clothe people and all these things and help the homeless and help the kids and you know, all these things, help the seniors. and. So I always say, you know, the need is, is very high, right, right, in our communities. And I always say the workers are, are kind of few. Right. That's you and I and the Exchange Club and all the other people right. that volunteer. And so if you look at organizations out there, they're, typically their volunteer base is retired folks. And so those retired folks have been at risk, and so they haven't been volunteering at the rate that they right. were before. So the need just keeps climbing, and then the workers are few, so you have this gap, right? And I always just say I'm looking for... Gap fillers like you, and that's, what, that's what's yeah, important. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Leif, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for allowing us to learn more about you, your businesses, your contributions to the community. We're very grateful to have oh, someone gosh, like you, you here and, uh, and to contribute so much time and energy into you know, helping to make our community better, stronger, and the support you provide to so many oh, individuals, you. nonprofits, and the community. Thank you. you know, thank you so much. Absolutely. Yeah. Appreciate it. And Billings with that, this is the Billings Beat. I'm Neil Beyer, and we're signing off. Cheers. We'll see you next time.